The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. I'm so grateful and thankful that you found this episode of Community Spotlight brought to you by Turner Business Appraisers in Matthews, North Carolina, because these podcasts we want to you engage with to hear of what God's doing in your community. Today, we're going to spotlight Simpsonville, South Carolina, an organization called Tactical Evangelism, an organization founded by Ed Bias and Greg Walker, who are here today, that is meant to further help missionaries be equipped to share their faith in difficult areas around the world. Greg and Ed, so thankful that you're here. Thank you. Appreciate you having us. Of course. Well, uh, Greg, share this. So this is a kind of ministry that meets a huge growing need around the world, but it's not one that you typically just wake up in the morning and say, oh, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do today. So tell me how this started and how uh, God has used you two to put this in action. Yeah, thanks for having us. And um, that, like you said, we did not plan this. Um, if you remember the, the early phase of the 2020 pandemic, everything was shutting down. Everything was based on worst case projections. And um, our church shut down. The ministry I was working with shut down. And I, I literally went to my office, closed the door, and spent a few days praying and fasting and asking the Lord what, what to do. Um, And after that season of fasting and prayer, I had three phone calls. The first two phone calls were from missionaries that we supported that were serving in different dangerous locations in the world. And they were letting us know that um, they were suffering, they were having to navigate crisis, Christians were getting killed. It was pretty serious. And um, I I wrestled with that and, and just asked the Lord how to help. And the third phone call was a was a guy that I served with in the Ranger Regiment about 20 years ago who went on to much more elite units, and he was calling me to tell me he just retired. He bought 200 acres in East Tennessee and wanted to invite me up to catch up. And I asked him if he was a Christian. He said, yes. I shared what was going on with these missionaries, and he, he said, hey, bring him up. Let's train him. And so that's how it started. We the word got out in the special ops community and the special forces and all, with all these veterans. And we had all these Christian, highly trained, experienced veterans showing up in the middle of 200 acres in a four-car garage to pour into missionaries and to help equip them to be more strategic and wise in mission, pre-mission planning, situational awareness, and um, a bunch of different topics. And we were really, we were just asking them, what do you need? What are you lacking? What are you encountering? And we were, I, I, I was just shocked that some of our nation's most experienced and elite veterans could, without even any preparation, pour into these guys and help them to be more confident and more effective at advancing the gospel in very difficult locations. Yes. So tell, tell me this, Ed. Let me get this straight. So you're training missionaries to prepare for situations that they may not expect overseas. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. Tell me the ins and outs of that. How does that work? Yeah. So the way it works is as we started developing relationships with those that are reaching the lost in difficult areas, we said, what, what are your needs? What are the things that you're encountering? And as they started to open up with us and build these relationships, they started identifying that most of them, whether independent or missions organizations, they focus on the 
if this happens, then I'll come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. And what we found is what made us so successful on the battlefield was we prepared and planned before we went. And so as we started talking to them, they said, yeah, we don't do that. We don't have a systematic approach to where day in and day out of what we're doing, we have a good plan. And so as we started working with them, we developed three phases of, of training. It starts with the essentials. The first phase is five days. We always look at how do we master the basics without ever thinking we've arrived. And the reason being is we don't want to fall into complacency. And so what does that look like? It looks like starting with the gospel because that's the center of everything we do. We always want to fall back on our why. Once we identify what our purpose is, what does mission success look like, and then what are the steps in between that we have to focus on in order to accomplish the mission. So we've taken all these resources that God gave us within the special operations community, and now we've applied them at the basics level, at the basic level to our missionaries. First phase, like I said, is the essentials. That's where we start. That's where we start to give them the tools to where they really start to understand the why, and then they're able to build relationships with us. Because yeah. once it ends they're reaching back to us on more because right. the enemy gets a boat and threats change. Yeah, it's it's a constant connection of, okay, well, this situation is a little more unique. What do I do now? Absolutely. And, and so these missionaries often, they're, they're currently active or are some missionaries training to go for the first time? Both. Yeah. We started with those seasoned missionaries that actually have said, hey, we've encountered these problems. For the newer missionaries, how do we give them something that gives them a foundation to where they're able to not spend in react mode, but able to prepare and plan before they go? So we had to get to the baseline of it and the fundamentals of it, and that's yeah. what our essentials is. And I bet you're both learning a, a lot along the way, as you know, neither of you had been on the mission field and a lot of the capacities that many of these people have, but you have other things that are good resources for them. So it's almost like ironing, sharpening iron there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, we're constantly humbled by the amount of suffering that these missionaries and these brothers and sisters are willing to to go through for for the sake of the gospel yes and the the amount of experience that they bring to the table we don't we do our training every 2 to 3 months we get anywhere from 15 to 20 missionaries evangelists those that go on short term missions missions pastors that will show up because it's really for anyone engaging in any type of difficult uh, missions environment but they um, some of these missionaries have 20, 20 years plus experience. And for them to come and spend some time with us for where we can pour into them and they can pour into us is very, very humbling. It's, it's such a privilege, really. Yeah. You know, I think as missionaries, and I've had uh, friends and relatives that have gone overseas in mission work, and to hear some of the stories over the years of how ever so slowly things were getting more challenging, ever so slowly their lives were more at stake. But I think there's been just an amazing accelerant the past couple of years of more threats on the lives of missionaries. And so that's why I think this ministry is so crucial for a time such as this. Um, and it's incredible, uh, as you were sharing just a minute ago, Greg, of how God brought this into your life and how both of you have served in the military and felt the need, felt the desire, the call in your life to help missionaries, like, that's incredible to me, um, to retire from the military and say, you know what, this is the training that God used in a certain part of my life for a certain period, but now I want to spread it on to missionaries to help them spread the gospel. Like, that's amazing. So thank you. Um, so how do people get in contact with you, uh, what's that like, and how often are the trainings, and when's the next one? Things like that. Yeah. So, 
listen, you might be a veteran that's listening to this and uh, you're struggling with um, identity and purpose. You've been on mission and you've, you've been go, go, go in service and now you're out and, and you're sitting at home and, and you feel missionless. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we want you to know that, that God has made you to be a man or a woman on mission in his kingdom. And if this is something that excites you, please go to our website, tacticalevangelism.org, and contact us. We would love to hear from you. We would love to pray with you. We would love to see what the Lord may have for you. But we, we are, we're finding that, especially special operations veterans, that these guys had to learn a language. They go deploy. They learn the culture, the subculture. They have a small team. They raise a small team with indigenous personnel. They walk alongside them. They, they help them to then carry on a, me- a, a government objectives forward, and then they leave. They do the pass. They pass it. This is the same thing as missionaries. It's, we are right. uniquely trained to, do the, to, to really pour into missionaries that are doing the same thing, but for the kingdom of God. And so we could take those that were serving on the front line for our nation and now utilize them to pour into those that are going on the front lines for the kingdom. Yeah. And, th- and this is both domestic and, and abroad. We have those working at abortion clinics. We have those serving at difficult secular universities. We have, we have pastors that have been sprayed by bear spray right here in the United States. And so as our society, unfortunately, seems to be rapidly distancing from Christian principles and values, it's just going to become more restrictive and, and, and risky to be an outward Christian. But that's what we're called to do. We're called to suffer for righteousness sake. And yeah. so, yes, contact us. Let us know. And um, So you're saying missionaries, come on. But you're also saying folks that, like special ops, retired from the military in some branch, some way, that, hey, reach out too. We can be a resource. You can help us help others too. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Great. This ministry's the flip side of it is, yes, we're pouring into those serving in, you know, evangelists serving in difficult places around Boston or uh, pastors in Portland, Oregon, or missionaries or those serving in abortion clinics or even short-term missions teams, right? Because we want them to be more of an asset rather than a liability. But we're also ministering to veterans that that know that they're made just like we're all made, all of us are made in God's image and likeness and to have hope in Christ, identity in Christ, and to be, have purpose and mission in the kingdom of God. Mm. And so the flip side is, yes, we are pouring into and discipling our veterans. And we want. And if the Lord's calling you to come on board and help us, we want to hear from you. We want to we walk alongside you, shoulder to shoulder, shield to shield, in a victory that Christ has already won, in a yes. war that's already been defeated. Yes. Now, touch on that just a little bit more about the uh, uh, walk alongside a church. Using this, what you're training missionaries to do overseas, how you can also uh, flip some of the script and use it here um, domestically and help churches. Yeah. Churches sometimes are nestled in very difficult environments and areas. And so sometimes you just need a really wise and strategic approach to your outreach. And so it's nice to have situational awareness and to, to know how to plan, to, nice, to know how to work in a small leadership team, get good leadership training, to um, communicate wisely on your social media, um, and just dealing with difficult people. Um, 
knowing the hazards, knowing well, what's the most likely outcome, what's the most dangerous, how do we have contingencies, right? How do we um, enhance our outreach and evangelism tactics by looking at Peter, Paul, Philip, and Stephen in the Book of Acts? We have amazing, perfect evangelism examples right here, and Doctor Luke's, Luke's first history book of the church. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, this is what coming up on two years. Coming up on two years. Okay, yeah. what's God showing you now of, of what's next? So I think the biggest thing is that bridge between military and, and missions. And how do we take what God's raised up over the last 20 years with the global war on terrorism and, and all of these assets that he's raised up? And I've seen a revival in the last couple of years since I've retired that I hadn't seen before when I was in. But now he's taking these individuals that have great resources. And how do we take that and bridge that gap between military and missions and encourage those that are on the front lines advancing the kingdom? Um, with that, you know, how do we give them the confidence to go forward? How do we give them those skills and resources? And so, so what God's showing us here now is that there are a lot of people that are struggling with that identity, purpose, and mission. And now this is a way to, hey, let me take those skill sets and, and give back, but now to an eternal mission. Okay. So two things. Uh, you've mentioned two events coming up in the next six months um, that are in the local listening area here. Where are those two events? When? And then how can people pray for what you're doing now? Yeah, so the two events are posted on our website, um, tacticalevangelism.org, under events. The first one is in Marietta, South Carolina in March. Um, and then the next one will be in North Carolina in June. Um, and so you can connect with us through that. If you're somebody who wants to observe and, and join our team, uh, the same way you can connect through that. Uh, as and, far And quickly before prayer, how much is the cost? So the cost for the essentials is $500 per missionary. And what we're looking for and what we've been funded through so far is scholarships yeah. uh, to where people listening right now, if you want to donate um, to support a missionary coming through, because one of our things is we don't want any barriers to stop the gospel. Yes. We don't want the financial barrier to stop a missionary from coming and receiving this training um, that God has, has blessed us with. Yes, um, And then through prayer, pray for those that we serve. Um, that are advancing the gospel in difficult areas. Pray for our team that we can raise this up um, and that our skills and, and resources would be utilized for the kingdom. And then pray for those that are coming um, as we go forth and continue to, uh, to lead this organization. Well, awesome. Guys, again, thank you for what you do. And I'll be praying uh, for the next step and excited to hear what that is. Uh, so thank you for sharing. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it so much. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight, covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.